What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Save by the Barbell podcast. On today's episode, we have another great listener question. This one is coming from my man, Gray Thomas, who is one of my good friends and also one of my current clients. And Gray asked, what is something that you notice in clients when they quote unquote get it, when their mindset is right? So I thought this was a really good question, an interesting one that doesn't necessarily pertain to training specifically. Um, It's more so about the mindset of a client and I thought Justin and I could tackle this from a couple different angles, uh, but before we get into the question, I want to talk about Gray real quick, um, my friend who asked the question, because he has a really interesting story, and I've highlighted it a couple times on my social media, um, but Gray at one point weighed like 330, 340 pounds. He's a big dude. And he, on his own, before he and I started training together, he lost 140 pounds um, on his own, which is incredible. And yeah, he, that's, that's awesome. It's, it's nuts. And um, he actually wrote a really, really in-depth and personal blog piece about it um, on his blog. And uh, man, it's it's just an awesome read. And I actually went back and read it before we recorded this. Um, and it's just so cool. He shares basically his entire journey from like how he got that big to like deciding to make a change and how he went about dropping all that weight. Uh, because obviously that's just like when you get that big, it seems, you know, like an insurmountable number. Like it just, you, you probably seem like so far gone that it's tough to bring yourself to make that switch because you know it's going to be such a long journey. Um, but he has been with me now for uh, about a year. And originally when we started working together, we started because he wanted to drop like the last 10 or 15 pounds that he felt he was hanging on to. Like he, he had gotten to this unbelievable point, but he was stagnant right around 200 pounds for quite a while. And he couldn't seem to get that last bit off. So uh, we worked together for first three months, three, four months maybe, and did drop 10 pounds uh, maybe a little bit more, but he was around 190. And I suggested to him that we actually go in the other direction and begin to focus more on building muscle. Uh, because, you know, while he built some muscle in the process of dropping all that weight, it wasn't necessarily his main focus. Um, so my my idea was let's put on a little bit more size, you know, uh, broaden the shoulders, just put on some more muscle overall. Uh, that way, when we decide to drop back down again, you'll have an even better frame to work with. And to his credit, he like never questioned it. He went with it 100%. He bought in. And I can imagine from someone who came 
from, you know, 300 pounds all the way down to 200 to have someone tell you that they want you to gain more weight is probably just like a, a total mind fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's like probably the scariest thing in the world to think about putting weight back on. Uh, but he stuck with it. And so we went from like 190 to probably like, I don't know, slowly, slowly got back up to like 205 and then 210. Um, and now just in this past month or two, we've started to come back down again. So he's right. I think now he's probably around like 206, 207, something like that. Um, but it's cool because when you're with someone for this long, you're able to kind of progress them through different stages. And I've now seen him drop and then gain and then drop again. And now like, you know, throughout the whole thing, getting stronger, putting on more muscle. Now he's got, and he's like a tall dude as well. So he's got big, broad shoulders, um, you know, has that tapered look. So it's really cool. And I just wanted to give credit to him before we got into this question, because I think um, what he's been able to do is just really, really awesome. And it's a testament to his dedication, um, both before me and since we've been training together. Um, but I digress, and I will go ahead and pass it to Justin to get the first licks at this question. Um, and just to recap, the question was, what is something you notice in clients when they quote-unquote just get it? So, Justin, take it away. Yeah, so first of all, that's pretty cool. And I've, I've seen Gray before, like on your social media and stuff, and, you know, I think it's, it's just awesome, you know, to see somebody who – got to that point on their own, um, you know, and then still seek the help and, and buy in and instead of being like, well, I got here on my own. I'm going to finish on my own. I don't need anybody. Like just recognizing, you know, like it's just that lack of, um, lack of ego, I guess, you know what I mean? That's, that's really cool to see. And um, it's, I don't want to call it rare, but it's just, you know, it's, it doesn't happen all that often when people have success on their own or get, you know, things that they want without the help of others. A lot of times they start to cut people out. And in this case, like he brought somebody in and then, you know, it turned into something obviously cool um, on a professional level and on a personal level um, with you guys friendship. So that's dope. That's a good backstory. I didn't know all of that, uh, but I do know who you're, kind of mentioning so wanted to give him a shout out um on his question so this is kind of i'm gonna go at this backwards in in a way so the question is what do you what do you see in clients when they start to get it and so my number one thing that came to mind is like is kind of contradicting the question but basically when athletes start to get it they start to ask me more and more questions which means like they don't get it you know in in literal terms because they want to know more 
So they're asking questions um, because they want to get it. They want to fully understand every single aspect of the training. Why am I resting five minutes between sets? You know, why am I doing this? Um, what's the best speed to push during this phase of our, you know, program? Like all the questions um, tells me that, you know, they want to learn more and that they're bought in and they want to fully understand the concept of their program, which is something that obviously I lay a groundwork for, but I don't expect every single client to have the force velocity curve memorized. You know, that's why they hire me. Like, that's my job to make sure they're at the right point in that um, spectrum. But so hopefully that makes sense because it's kind of um, backwards. You know what I mean? Like, they're asking questions, which means they don't really f have all the answers. Um, but they that tells them to get it and that things are starting to click. Because if they're not asking questions, then they probably don't care or don't care to further their understanding of what's going on. So to me, that's the number one thing. When, when clients start to ask questions, I love that because um, selfishly, you know, on a, on a coaching takeaway here, that's a great opportunity for me to earn trust and, you know, show kind of that I can answer any question. There's a reason for everything. Um, not that I want to sound like I'm the smartest dude ever, but I want them to know that I have a reason for everything. So that's a great opportunity as a coach to, you know, justify and fully explain and fill any cracks on any questions that the, the athlete may have on their program. And, it's also a great way to create dialogue and just make it, um, you know, a more loose environment that's not so rigid and robotic and it's more conversational. So on a coaching aspect, that's a whole, a whole different takeaway, but, um, you know, that's kind of where I look. We start asking questions and I love it. Yep. A hundred percent. That was going to be one of my points as well. Um, and typically I can, you know, sometimes people surprise me one way or another uh, when I'm working with online clients, either ones that I've never met before or some of them are my friends, but it's our first time working professionally together. Uh, but, you know, I provide a lot of information up front and I expect to get questions back um, because most of the time people are new to either some of the exercises we're doing or the style of training or the nutrition, any number of things. And I really almost hope that they have questions uh, because that shows me a level of interest that they're actually taking the time to read through the documents I'm sending them. They're planning ahead. They're looking ahead at what their exercises are going to be. Uh, so if they have questions, I think that's a good thing. And also throughout the process, I hope that they are coming to me because that really is my, you know, that's the service I'm providing as a coach, um, especially online since we're not meeting in person and we're not able to have like a face-to-face -face conversation before 
a training session to ask how your day is going, how was your weekend, how you sleeping, how you eating, all that kind of stuff. I'm hoping that uh, people feel comfortable enough to come to me throughout the week when they do have those questions. You know, if they're going on vacation, what are some things that they can do while they're gone? If they're going out to a restaurant, what are some things that they can eat that are going to keep them in line with the nutrition program we've got them on? Uh, things like that. And, and another one that I think is important as far as questions is questioning, <clears throat> questioning my intent for them as a coach and not in like an arrogant way, but more as just like general, general interest. Um, and you know, I did this when I had a coach for my competition prep is I would ask like, where do you see me in a couple weeks? And like, what's the, the intent with me dropping my carbs from this to this, or, you know, there are little things that I think if people want to be able to do this stuff on their own, they should show a little bit of interest, uh, you know, so that they can learn how to do it uh, on their own. And part of my job is to teach them that stuff and for me to initiate those conversations. But when a client is really getting it, it and really taking an interest personally, those are some of the questions that I hope begin to pop up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, like you, you give, uh, especially with a new client who's starting from less of a foundation than others, you get a lot of information as a client up front. You have a lot of stuff thrown at you. And so it's natural to question things. And so, you know, you kind of just look at the types of questions, you know, how are they, how are they communicated? And is it an I want to know more type of an attitude is it a, you know, do you know what the hell you're talking about type of attitude? You know, you, you kind of read body language and listen to inflection and, and see how things are kind of communicated. And that can help you figure out where they are internally and, you know, where their mind's at and, you know, answer it accordingly with, you know, whatever makes sense for that type of person. But, you know, there are definitely so many questions that, that can be asked when you're feeding people so much info up front. Now, you know, as when you get to a point where, you know, you and gray are, where it's, you know, years in the making and, and it's more uh, friendly of a conversation, you know, then you look at answering questions more like a, you know, like a friend type yeah. of thing, you know, where <laughs> it might be a case where in my case, you know, a guy is saying, you know, what speed should I be at? And I'm just be like, just go faster. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't, at this point in our relationship, I don't need to be like, you're 0.08 meters per second off. I can just say that was too slow. Go faster. You know, you're my friend at this point. I feel confident that you know what I mean by that um, in most cases. And then guess what? They go push it faster and I get what I want and they get what they should be getting out of the exercise. So it's just, you know, it's relationships at the end of the day and managing people and managing expectations and trying to make things 
consumable for other people to understand and most importantly easy to implement into their training lifestyle whatever the case may be yep that's that's a great point and another point that i wanted to make and it stems off of asking questions is um just like the the taking advantage of the resources that are available to them. Um, so that's something that I look for in clients. And one of those resources is just having my phone number and, you know, texting me any questions that they have and updates and things like that. Um, but also, you know, online, I provide a lot of resources up front as far as everything that I deliver is in Google Sheets and Google Docs. And so, uh, it's live documents. So Google Sheets, you go in there, you have your full workout program with all of the exercises linked and you're able to in real time go in and edit the weight that you're using on the exercises. I put in little boxes for coaching notes and client notes on the exercises so I can point out any specific things I want them to look out for or I can explain a little bit more thoroughly, like if I want them to do a three-second eccentric or an isometric hold or something like that, I can explain it. And then in the client notes note section, people can let me know if something was awkward for them or if it hurt anything specifically or if they weren't quite sure they were doing it right. Um, Things like that, or even if just like it was too easy this time, go, gonna go up and wait next time, stuff like that. Um, so I have an idea of where they're at. But um, those little notes give me give me something to coach. You know, it gives me room to improve their plan. So if someone tells me that it's awkward or it's hurting them. I can say, hey, shoot me a video real quick of you doing that exercise so I can see maybe I can give you a quick tip. Maybe it's something really simple or maybe I'll just switch the exercise and give you something that is the same movement pattern but I think will be a little more, um, you know, a little more user-friendly with their setup. And um, I also provide like a check-in sheet so even though I do text my clients pretty regularly once or twice a week to, you know, have a, a good conversation of what's going on with them and if needed, we'll jump on the phone as well. Um, I have a check-in sheet online where they can put stuff on just basically letting me know how they're doing, if any anything out of the ordinary came up that week that caused them to stray from the program, you know, any missed sleep or nights out or, or in the other direction. If things are going really well, you're feeling high energy, you're getting all your meals in, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so all of these things are resources I provide because I feel like that is my service as a coach. And so if people are taking advantage of those resources and they're sending me updated progress pictures every week and they're sending me exercise videos, they're sending me pictures of meals, you know, like 
I don't ask for that necessarily, but if they're like, hey, this is what my meal prep is for this week, it lets me know that they're on point and that, that they get it. And I don't have to wonder, like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a full week and I can get on there and I look at their sheet and it looks exactly the same as it did the week before. It's like, okay, like maybe they're pulling this up every day, but maybe they're not. I don't really know at this point. Um, so that's like a major indicator indicator for me to, to see when someone is really taking full advantage of the program and using everything that they have available to them to be successful. Yeah, that's perfect. That's a great, you know, great follow-up point. Uh, because kind of, you know, at Pace, you know, at the gym, we have several, I guess you would call them amenities or perks of training with us. So, you know, you have basically several recovery modalities, um, you know, access to the gym when you're not training, um, things like that, extra stuff. So, you know, it makes me, I tell people, you should take advantage of me. Like you should, you should win. If, if you're looking at it like, you know, what the cost per session is or whatever the case may be, it's like, you should come out on top. I want you to make me lose money because you're in here so much that it, that it like puts you at a financial advantage, if that makes sense. Like that's how, if you look at, you know, a Normatech boot uh, session, it, it, you know, places in the area have it from like 25 to $50 per session um, for, for 30 minutes at like a recovery spa. And we offer it to our members for free. You know, if you're training with us, then that's just something that you get, you know, for free. And it's built into the cost. Like membership, awesome. is, membership is built into the cost. Like, um, you know, we have discounts on kettlebell kitchen that nobody else has. We have discounts on clean supplements that nobody else has. And it's like, I, I challenge you to make this a bad financial decision on my part. Like use the boots so much, come to the gym so much <laughs> that, that you end up cheating the system and that you, you know what I mean? Like, and we have a group, a group, uh, you know, semi-private model. So it's like, okay, look at the schedule. We have an app. If there's three people at nine o'clock and there's zero people at 10 and you can do 10, come at 10. And then you get one-on-one -on -one training for the price of a semi-private group. Like take advantage of me and, and make sure that you're getting every single you know, every single uh, penny's worth because at the end of the day, like, that's what I'm here for. As long as I can pay the bills, keep the lights on, and, you know, occasionally eat, I'm good. So it's just, it's not really about money. I tell people, you should, you should find a way to, to win this financially. And, yep. you know, and then it's fine. Like, it's, it's cool because then people start to really take advantage of all those things. Agreed. Yeah, and the last point that I wanted to make is simply honesty. When clients are honest with me, um, that's 
a major indicator that they get it and that this relationship, this coach client relationship is going to work because I've, I've kind of seen both sides of this as well. You know, I've had friends who I've coached that, that were like straight up lie to me, you know, and I, I don't, (laughs) I don't really understand it because it doesn't benefit the, the client in any way because you know I'll give you an example and this hasn't happened to me specifically but I've seen it happen with with my coach who coached me through my competition it happened with hit some of his other competitors um, so you know like if you're on a nutrition plan and you eat off of it and you're eating more and you're not losing weight it does you no good to lie to your coach and say that you're sticking to your plan exactly because what he sees, he or she sees is, okay, they're following, you know, they're eating this amount of calories. They're not losing any weight. Well, we probably need to drop it down a little bit more or we need to add some more cardio. So you're digging yourself a hole. If you're not doing it in the first place, now you're, you have even fewer calories or you have more cardio. So if you don't do that, again, the adjustments that are being made aren't necessarily equivalent to the work that you're doing. So if you have a coach or a mentor or a teacher in any aspect, I think honesty is the, like, the number one principle. Like It has to be the foundation uh, because you know people – get a you know people are afraid to admit when they made a mistake or when they messed up but in most cases it's not nearly as bad as they make it to be in their head um and that's something that I try to get across to everybody I work with is if you can let me know like again when I'm checking in with people uh and he's like hey man just a heads up I've got a softball game tonight. I'm probably going to have a few beers and eat out, like get a burger and fries. I'm like, okay, that's fine. We can adjust to that. Like that just means we have to maybe pull back a little bit over the weekend. Um, but if you go and have your beers and burger and fries midweek and then you feel guilty and then you start eating less the next couple of days and you, you like you try to bounce way back and revert to even less to equal it out you know it becomes this mad science that you're never really on the right track uh you're just bouncing up and down up and down and i'm not able to coach properly when that kind of stuff is going on so if you have a coach or you know if if you are a client or if you have clients just make sure that honesty is always at the forefront. That's the only way that this whole coaching things thing works. And most of the time, you know, people think that they're, they're being bad or that you're going to be as a coach, like they think you're going to be disappointed in them or something like that. And that could not be further from the truth. It just gives the coach an opportunity to do his job and coach. So honesty that's a big thing. I like it. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, I I think we nailed it 
pretty much on <laughs> that sounded that sounded kind of bad. Like this was the best podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I meant to say was I think we did a good job, kind of you know, um, with the online and in person points of view, um, tr- trying to get both sides of the perspective and even you know a little bit of gym owner point of view there too so hopefully that helps some people out there whether you're a coach gym owner or an athlete yourself um you get a little bit of a a bird's eye view of several aspects of fitness training coaching and all the things that go into that so you know my thing is that at the end of the day like you said it's honesty you know, good relationships and just trying to make that connection with somebody to where they look at you as somebody who can truly help them out. Um, Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about for us is helping people out. And for the people that we do help out, you want them to know how genuine it is and how much we enjoy doing that. So um, it all goes full circle when everybody's clicking. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning into the podcast. Uh, Don't look now, but Justin and I are back on a roll after that brief hiatus we had. I think this is six weeks straight that we're back every Tuesday delivering fresh content to your ears. So consistency, like we always say, consistency is the key. We appreciate you guys riding with us, as always. Please Drop us a review on iTunes. Share this with a friend if you enjoyed it. Leave us a question. Hit us, with, hit us uh, on Instagram in our DMs, on Facebook. Send us a text, anything. If you have a question that you want us to answer on the show, we would be more than happy to get to it. And we will see you next week for episode 56. Peace.